Hello, it's episode 29. Today I am answering the question, should I encourage my kids to do things they're not good at? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, it's Danae. Welcome to the show. If you're new to the show, this is a question and answer style podcast, so please send your questions in. I'll take those at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. And anyone that's looking for more individual support, I do offer coaching sessions. You can learn more about that at simplefamilies.com forward slash coach. I really enjoy both hearing from and working with my listeners. Today, I'm taking a question from Mary in Minneapolis. Mary wrote, my son is 11. He's very happy-go-lucky. He's also a joiner. He's happy to be a part of all activities, but he's hitting an age where it's getting more difficult to be part of an activity that you're not very good at. For example, he joined basketball this winter and he barely played. He never attempted a shot at the hoop or dribbled the ball. Whenever he got the ball, he just pivot and pass. When he was younger, I think there was more of a variety of capability within his peers, but as he's gotten older, kids are focusing more on activities that they're good at, so the discrepancy is obvious. However, he doesn't seem to care and plans to play again next year. Should I just simply let him do that, enjoy his laid-back, no-pressure attitude, or help him focus on skills that he's good at? This is an excellent question, Mary. Your question of whether you should just let him enjoy his laid-back, no-pressure attitude or help him focus on skills that he's good at? Well, I think it's a little of both. I think you should always encourage your children to do things that are hard, things that are going to take a lot of will and effort to persevere at as long as those are things that they enjoy doing and they do at their own will. Sometimes as parents, we have the tendency to think we know what's best for our kids. But as they grow, they develop an ability to naturally gravitate towards things that they're good at. This makes me think of my own junior high experience when I was 11 and all my friends were playing volleyball. It was the cool thing to do. And I wanted to play volleyball too. So I worked so hard and I practiced all summer long to prepare for fall tryouts. And when it came around to it, I made the team. And I was really excited to be on the volleyball team, particularly because I had worked so hard at it. However, much like your son, I didn't play at all. The following year, I decided to go out for the cheerleading squad, and I made it, and that's what I ended up sticking through all through high school. But had my parents told me when I was 11 that I shouldn't play volleyball, I would have felt very discouraged. I think it would have been hurtful to my self-esteem and my confidence, because by that age, that's something that kids really need to figure out for themselves. And I would imagine that your son is on the brink of figuring out that he might not be meant to play basketball. And when I say meant to play basketball, I say that because I do think that we gravitate towards things that our bodies are naturally good at. After spending several years on the cheerleading squad as an adult now, I am really into yoga, and yoga has been something that I have always enjoyed. It wasn't until about two years ago that I realized I have something called hypermobility syndrome. And hypermobility syndrome is actually a condition in your muscles and in your joints that results in lower muscle tone, but increased flexibility. So I have no doubt in my mind that the reason that I was attracted towards cheerleading and attracted towards yoga is because that's what my body was better at. That was something that I was more naturally inclined to do. But it took some trial and error to get to that point. 
So right now, your son, Mary, is in that trial and error phase. He's trying to figure out and try on different hats and see what is the best fit for him. And as much as we think we know what's best for kids, we don't. And even if we did, they probably wouldn't listen to us anyways. That being said, I think that there's something to be said about encouraging non-traditional sports for children. And by non-traditional sports, I mean things other than basketball, football, and soccer. Kids who are warming the bench on the basketball team might be nationally ranked rock climbers. And kids who get cut from the football team might be really great and competitive at sea kayaking. Now, I know opportunities for non-traditional sports don't exist everywhere, particularly in rural communities. But I think there's a lot of value in seeking these non-traditional opportunities out. I have a friend from high school who was a pretty mediocre runner on the cross-country team. Well, he's now all over Outside Magazine and sponsored by North Face because he's one of the top ultramarathoners in the world. Turns out he was okay at running short distances really fast, but his real strength was exactly what Mary described. It was this laid-back, no-pressure attitude. When you're running 100 miles on trails through the Rocky Mountains... I imagine you have to learn a few things about relaxing and pacing yourself and maintaining a positive attitude. So the takeaway for today is that when it comes to things that our kids aren't good at, we really need to follow their lead. We can be there to provide unconditional support and positivity, but we can also help to brainstorm ideas to think outside the box because not all kids are destined for the football team or the basketball team, but it's also not our job to decide that for them. Thanks for tuning in today. Visit simplefamilies.com and click get started to sign up for the email list. That's the best way to stay in touch. You'll get all the updates on the blog, in the community, and for the podcast. This has been episode 29, and I will talk to you soon.